Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We stay the course! We are dead! We are all dead! We were supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This whole thing is insane! This whole thing is insane! 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane! Man is evil, capable of nothing but destruction! Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it just is. It just is. Especially when we put out the audio version of Aeon Byte. This one, episode 35. Raw, uncensored, and unfiltered. Just like the truth you've been looking for across all your existences here in the Black Iron Prison. Supercharged by stellar audience participation. On this sacrilege, we were joined by Mark Cordova, Supreme Gnostic Hombre, to talk about all things Demiurge and his Archons. Mark has truly experienced some serious Gnosis and revelations. His views are as unique as they are faithful to the classical Gnostics. It's been many years since Mark materialized at the virtual Alexandria. Why is that? Well. It's a tragic story of deep injustice and continual redemption. But this is the world we live in, right? We're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at stars. Much appreciation for those of you who continually support. I can't do it without you. Please continue to help me grow this red pill cafeteria. We need Gnosis more than ever, as 2020 continues to ramp up the cosmic amnesia and existential pain. And we've only just begun reaching those who need to wake up. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom, or guess and their unique insights, anywhere else in cyberspace, or even meat space. Don't go anywhere as our next show will deal with the Demiurge and his Archons too. 
but from the perspective of being extraterrestrials. Like with Mark Cordova, our guest provides unique views with cogent research. So get ready to change your views about the greys, ancient aliens, flying saucers, alien abductions, and other things UFO. And more incredible interviews in this sizzling July with some very big-time astral guests. Enough of my short drivel. Let us to our latest AB Live. The Empire Never Ended. Let me know, Van, since you're faster than I am. Or my network is. Yeah, I must be. And it's loading. It says lie. My it's God, lie. that is so fast. You're talking three seconds. Yep. I wonder if we should have like a, a pre-show, Vance, where we, like you play your synthesizer for five minutes. It's, uh... Oh, does he play keyboard? <laughs> yeah. Vance, yeah. yeah. I play drums. All right. We got a band going. You play anything, Miguel? I never ask you. No, no. I play with myself a lot. Oh, wait. Are we live? Never mind. Miguel plays stereo. Well, we are live. So let me give my greetings. Welcome to the desert of the real. This is Aeon Bite. And yes, we are live on YouTube. Warm leatherettes. Men still have nipples. And here we are in a Philip K. Dick world <laughs> in the new age of Hermes. So we will let people go into the chat room. So I'll probably be repeating a lot of what I'm saying. As always, this will be available afterwards on YouTube. And of course, it will be available in audio format across all podcast providers, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it you will be able to find it. So life is good. And right now, as I look, we have some people starting to go into the chat room. So this is, again, Aeon by Live episode 35. My God, I can't believe it's already 35 in a hot July day. Oh. 35, what? 5 and 3, 8, there. Christ. <laughs> there you go. I see Brett Perlman and... And the chat, good evening to you, Brett. Always good to see you. You're the man. But with us tonight, we have uh, a subject that's always a favorite for many people, as we will discuss many of the Gnostic villains in the grand cosmic drama. And with us after a long pause and uh, overdue as a guest, we have my friend Mark Cordova. Como estas, güey? Muy bien. ¿Cómo que, güey? <laughs> no sé qué, qué quieres que diga, vato. <laughs> hey, I, yeah, I'm good. It's good to be back, Miguel. It's so great you. to have you. Miss you, shoot. Well, likewise, I, likewise. Yeah, I was thinking today it's been uh, two, like late 2014 since we last talked. And I know, <clears throat> excuse me. In 2015, I had my hell year 
where I had so many things bad go wrong, including uh, two very sick, very sick, very sick children. One of them actually had to be brought back from uh, from death. He was clinically dead. I also had a lot of deaths in the family, a lot of challenges. So I was sort of uh, in a Aeon bite and everything was sort of in a tailspin for a couple of years. And then, thank God, uh, Vance came around in 2016, started bugging me and saying, hey, man, let's 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 put some juice on this podcast, man. And everything went upward thanks to Vance. And Vance, of course, always thanks for being here. Cool. Oh. As usual, my pleasure. Always look forward to it. Awesome. And again, uh, please, if you have any questions for Mark, put them in all caps or with many question marks, and Vance or I will uh, do our best to get to them. If you decide to support this show with a super chat, you will be at the top of the queue. And uh, again, we will definitely try to get to all of your questions. And since this is always a very uh, incendiary but attractive topic, uh, Yaldi Baldi and his archons. So, but first of all, Mark, uh, I just said kind of what my hell year or two years were and how I got back into it. Of course, it's more complicated as I've shared with the audience. Uh, uh, but tell us uh, what happened to you. How did you? Where did you go? Todos, todos esos años, donde estabas? Okay, remember that book I authored, and that's the reason why the Gnostic Warrior and you and Vinny Eastwood and everybody was interviewing me because of the book I authored, and it was going to go big. I did a, a a book signing at Barnes and Noble, and it broke records. An unknown author only sells like $12. I sold 52 books and then it sold 33 books three times within a week. It's a reorder. I ended up with this cool check in the mail, but all I had to do was like four more pot, four more uh, book signings like that. And Barnes and Noble would have put my book in 750 stores overnight. I would have, it would have went big and all this stuff. Well, certain people who knew me who were like supposedly friends, but they're, you know, they're not people that smile in your face, but they're ready to backstab you or whatever. They did. And they tried to blackmail me with that book in a real heinous fashion. A 20 year old woman who uh, I was producing as a singer and uh, a 19 year old woman who I was producing as a boxer, who I got the gold medal of the United States of America for in 2010, because I'm a boxing trainer. Those two got with these two other women, uh, and uh, they're older, so they got the one girl, to, when she's 20 years old, to say that I had molested her when she was 14. Now, she's just saying this when she's 20 years old. She's with my business all these years. Well, anyways, to make that, make it all short, they even tried to have me killed <laughs> because, uh, yeah, two of them were after the money, and one of them, I'm not going to say the names of the older women, one, the, she used to be a bailiff in the jail, and so she tried to have me. I was put with murderers, with this false jacket on me, with murderers who were going to death row and all that stuff. And so I'm supposed to be gang raped and killed. This is straight up truth, you know. But nobody touched me, nobody messed with me at all. They thought I was a murderer too, or, or some kind of assassin, because you know I was doing push-ups on the cement and stretching my legs and kicking. They thought they didn't want to mess with me. There's no weapons in there. I got 11 deadly weapons on my body. And so 
Nobody messed with me. I stayed fearless. I think the Holy Spirit wanted this, had me to do this so I could conquer fear. And I did because at the end, when I finally got bailed out by my parents, uh, they sent me to where I was supposed to be with the sex offenders. And when I went in there, there, was, there were freaks in there. I wanted to go back, be back with the murderers. But anyway, they, had to, they sent me there the night before, so it would show on paper that that's where I was at. But no, I was with the murderers the whole time. I even put a symbol up on one, somewhere hidden, so if I had to prove it, I could show them where I was and where that symbol is. But I never had to do that. So anyways, uh, so then they're letting me out in this room where there's 30 people going in, and I was the first one to go in. Then there's these two guys yelling at each other, you know, and the, the, the cops are saying, Shut up, or you're going to stay in there for... I want to get the hell out of there. I was in there for 18 days. And so finally they let everyone out except for me and this tall white guy, big white guy. Well, I don't know about jail or prisons or anything like that. You know, He says, there's a reason why us two are in here. What did you do? And I says, well, I didn't do anything. I says, I'm in here for this. And I told him straight up. Then so he goes, you know, I could, I could mess you up. And I could get, get you know, hooked up. Instead, and, and get it better for when I go to prison from here. And I go, and so he goes, I said, dude, if you try to make me fight, fight you, and, and then I'm going to be kept in here, and then they might handcuff me and get, do what they're wanting to do because they, I'm, I'm about to get out of here. If you're going to do that, then this is going to be your last fight. I said, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you take, it's up to you. You, you, you decide what you're going to do, but here I am. And, and so I felt this fear. You know how you feel fear? It's a feeling, this feeling of fear. It wasn't from him. The fear was being, staying in here still, you know, in that jail. And I'm like, oh, then, because I, I felt the fear, and I learned how to let go of feelings and dead powers and the dead eons, the dead aeons. You know, I know how to get rid of them. And so as I felt that fear, I just let it go. I says, I let you go. I just let, and it, and it was gone. As soon as it was, went away, this guy backed away, sat down, and started apologizing to me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? All because I let this fear go. And he goes, because see, what they try to do is use fear on you. They want you to be afraid. But when you are fearless, the fear reverts on them. And then, and it's real because I experienced it in the, in the lowest part of hell, because this is hell, this universe. That's the lowest part of hell, being having a jacket like that on you. You know, with murderers, <laughs> come on. And so there's nothing worse than that. I can't think of anything worse. I'd rather be crucified than go through that shit again. And so anyways, so this guy chilled out and he gets up and they call his name. He gets up and leaves and says, good luck. And I'm like, what? So then they send another guy in. This guy's crazier than him, but I just ignored him. Finally, after forever, they finally call my name. And when they're taking me to the window, the one guard at the window tells the guard who's taking me, is this that one guy? And he goes, yeah. I wanted to scream out like, what the heck do you mean by that? But the Holy Spirit intuition, intuition, not out tuition, is telling me, shh, you're 10 feet from the door. So I didn't say anything. I just chilled. I wanted to. They gave me my stuff. They opened the door, let me out. Then the guy's out there smoking a cigarette as I'm putting my shoes on there. And I finally walk out the last door. I cross the street. There's the golden nugget. I'm going to go over there and eat because you can't eat. And they don't hardly feed you in the jail, you know, and they just keep you alive. And so as I went across the street and stood at the sidewalk and I looked at the jail, 
I almost passed out, fainted. Because I realized that I wasn't supposed to come out of there alive. But I did. And so <laughs> now things are different because after that, this guy's got my back now. He's a partner as a boxing in the boxing world, in the boxing industry. I have a little dinky little cell phone, you know. Uh, uh, I'll show it to you. <laughs> I have Captain Kirk. Because I ain't going to have that 5G stuff and, and, and all that crap with coronavirus is going on and all that stuff. I have this. And plus, because I have this, they couldn't trace me during that time and all that stuff. Well, anyway, so uh, he took me under his wing. Now, this guy's big time. And I'm not talking about, I'm talk, I don't want to say the word, but I'm talking big time, like mob. Uh-oh, I said a word. Anyways, he took me under his wing, and I, I stayed training in his gym. And uh, all the other gyms were afraid because of this one person who, who was uh, above the gyms, the boxing gyms. But so he took me under his wing and he even threw people out of there with big names who was trying to, to steal from me boxers and this and that. Oh, a lot of stuff was going on. They were trying to steal box. They even made a movie called, uh, what's it called? Uh, Southpaw, where they, 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 we went to spar at Roy Jones Jr.'s gym and um, my heavyweight boxer, there's this move I do, I call out. He did it. Messed up this, he was only 16, sparring against, a 10 and 0 champ they're gonna sign for a million bucks my my boy was pushing him around the ring i called out the move he did the move after that we're supposed to do three rounds he told my boy to get out and i'm wondering what the heck was going on well long story short later on down the line there's this movie southpaw and roy Jones jr's in it and everything there's my move at the end of it only they changed one of the punches which i'm glad because they probably changed it so they i can't say that's my move but i'm glad because the move they're doing in the movie, you would get knocked out if you did that. That's all Hollywood baloney. If you do the move the way they're doing it, you would get cracked by a right hand. Anyways, past that. So then they, they're, they're, they're postponing this trial for two years because they're trying to get money on my book. All of them got in on it. Even the lawyers, I, they were hired by me. Even them in the transcripts, they changed the stuff that was said in the, the, the preliminary hearing where she's, she says, watch this. My lawyer was Jewish. His partner lawyer was Catholic. The Jewish lawyer assumed that I was not circumcised because no one saw it because nothing ever happened. So he's having her to say that she saw it and that I'm not circumcised. And, and are you sure? She goes, yes, he's not. I, I'm Cordoba from De Cordoba, Spain. I'm Cordoba twice. My mother was Cordoba before she married my father Cordoba. That was a Hebrew settlement. They all had to become Catholics or be burned alive by the Inquisition. So the circumcision stayed with the culture, even though I was Catholic. So I was circumcised since two hours of birth. So she impeached herself on the stand, and that, that should have been thrown out right there. But no, they didn't let me talk. They let it keep going. They pushed it to where almost two years go by and forced me to take a plea bargain with the Alfred plea. The Alfred plea means that you're not admitting guilt, but that you can't win in court, that you're afraid that you can't win in court. So if you plead out for, yeah, and they said, good news, five years probation. Yeah, you know, five years probation. But if you violate, that's six to 20 years. And they try to do everything to make me violate. And that's why I was not on the internet. I said, the heck with it, because they wanted to be put some monitor thing on the internet where they watch everything that I'm doing. 
If somebody would have sent like a naked picture of a girl to my computer, they could have violated me right there. Someone else could have done that. So I said, heck no, I'm not doing, no, no computers, no cell phone. They tried to make me get a cell phone. I said, no, I'm not. And then my buddy, this other probation officer ended up coming and taking the place and he started protecting me from the other cops. So see, there's different mobs. Like there's the police guys, then there's the other guys that have police guys with them. This world ain't like everybody sees, thinks it is. And when you watch, dun, 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 that's all bullshit. The courtroom ain't like that at all. <laughs> that's the, they want you to see that and think that's how the courtroom is. No, it's corruption, man. It's See, look, I'm going to sell a secret that nobody knows, and they don't want, to, want it to be known, but they try to kill me, so I'm going to tell you. Any case, okay, that goes into a courtroom, if it, the bigger it is, there is a, it's called the value of the case. And when the lawyers go up and get a receipt for the value of the case, this lady went up and they thought she was a lawyer, so they gave her the receipt to the value of the case. It was 10 million bucks. So it could be 10 anywhere, million 10 bucks. Million, Jesus. Yeah, 10 million to 20 million to 15 million. Mine was probably about 15 or 20 million. As long as if you're sentenced or you take a plea bargain, that money gets divvied up and it comes from the taxpayers. If you're proven innocent, they don't get none of that money. That's why everything's always a plea bargain or a sentence. That's why. It's all corruption. And now everybody knows. I found out the hard way, real hard, real hard way, you know. But yeah, so anyways, they put me in these messed up classes where I got to be with all these sex offender guys, these child molester dudes talking about what they did. I almost threw up. Like, they, did, they kept telling me, you need to be more respectful, Mr. Cordova. And I'm like, I couldn't stand it. So then I had to go and explain mine. And I said, how am I going to do this? When I'm, I'm, I'm claiming, because they, they try to use words, spelling, you know, spelling to cast spells on us. They try to say that I'm in denial. I said, no, I'm not in denial. I'm denying. There's a difference. I'm denying. I'm not in denial. And so, because I'm denying, I have to pass this polygraph, whatever. I did twice. The first time, they didn't want to let it go. 100% truth. They didn't want to let it go. The guy says, the, the examiner says, well, if, if someone doesn't know how the machine works, they can't pass. Who knows how the machine works? I just sit there and answer the questions. So then, the, so then he says, if you get a lot of money, because I told them what happened in the courtroom, they get scared when you, because see, I, I went, I fired the lawyers and I, and I started putting my own motions in and I put the evidence of fact that's, that's in the courtroom. All they ever had was, was what is it called? Um, hearsay testimony. They never had evidence. And so I showed evidence, proof. They got scared. And so then I found another lawyer, a, a good one, who's got my back now and says, I got your back no matter what happened. So I got backup now. Things are different now. They're all afraid. All these guys, these people, stealers. I know who all the snakes are. They're all smiling, shaking my hand because I got my book back for boxing. Got everything back and I got my fighters doing it again. I walk in. They hey, hey. I'll kiss my butt. I'm like, you know who they are, you know? And now, and then my buddy is president of USA Boxing now. So I have him in the corner with me now. Okay, you want to cheat us? Let's see you cheat the president now. So everything's way better now. You know, I think I had to go through that to get rid of fear because I am so fearless now. 
You know, you, you get rid of fear, be fearless. Things cannot hurt you. Here's another example. Those bees all over my, my hummingbird feeder. I went over there and swatted the bees with, with a fly swatter to get them off it. Like, That's for my birdies. What are you doing? Bam. Then bees were coming at me. I was getting ready to run. But you know how when you're a kid and everybody talks about bees, don't run, this and that. So I just stopped. And that fear of the bees, I let the fear go. The bees went away. <laughs> this fearless thing is real. You be fearless. Man, nothing can't hurt you. Nothing can't mess with you. They, 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 they want to stay far away from me. Oh, yeah. My buddy says, he goes, he goes like this. This is cool. I say, well, what about keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? He goes, man, that's Hollywood. <laughs> your enemies, keep them as far away from you as you can. <laughs> you don't want them knowing anything. Keep them away. Do not let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Yeah, man. For, for the audience, we've got Mark Cordova. He's uh, author of uh, The Secret, uh, I'm sorry, and Secret the and the Truth of All Ages. Of the, no, that's not my book. That's the wrong book. Don't get that book. My book is The Secret and the Truth of the Ages. Of the Ages, not there's all. Another yeah, book. I was thinking of Manly P. Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's another book and it's not my book. Right, right, right. And uh, you just shared with us, that, yeah, the, the trials and tribulations you went through. It's amazing. And like you said, you've lost some years. You must have gone through intense pain. But uh, again, if you're out there and you're without fear and you're ready to get back on the, the Gnosis saddle, well, life is good. And I'm glad that, uh, yeah, we reconnected a few months ago as we both went through our journey. So... And awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, the Demiurgenes Archon, since it's been many years since right. we talked. I and also, go ahead. Up, I have a bunch of videos up now. Mm -hmm. I had only put one video up before they were, you know, they, this happened. Well, it's got over 155,000 views on it. And um, I put a whole bunch of other videos up and everybody's like, what happened to you? Where were you? What, what, we've been waiting on all this. That's why I did the one with you. So we could kind of like get, let everybody know I'm back, you know? And so yeah. Yeah, my channel's a wicked moon with two K's. So then that's how you could see my videos, a wicked moon with two K's. Awesome. So now we're going to get to a Yeah, One of us is, maybe it's me. Let me get back. Yeah. It's a wicked moon with two K's YouTube channel. So, um, one thing that I always found interesting, again, you and I had a couple of interviews, lots of conversations back then. But this might shock the modern Gnostic community or the occult community. But as you say, or as you contend, the idea, most people think, well, we're still living under the rule of Yaldabaoth and his angels. But you contend that, no, they were destroyed by Jesus. Yes, by Christ. I say Christ because Christ existed before this universe did. Christ came here as Yeshua, 2,000 years ago. They called him Yeshua, which is Hebrew for Jesus, which is English, which is Jesus, is Spanish. But then nobody ever called him Jesus. They called him Yeshua. He wasn't in England. He was in Israel. He was over there. He wasn't yeah. some white dude? No. And, he, and, 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 you know, the last suburb that Da Vinci drew, the real Da Vinci Code is the reason why he put Mary Magdalene in, in the place of John it's because he's saying that everything you read in the, in the Bible that is authored John are actually Gospels of Mary Magdalene that have been altered. 
That's the real Da Vinci Code. The movie is bullshit. There's so much bullshit, all kinds of bullshit everywhere. Oh, and you know that probation that I was talking about that they put me on? If you don't know what it feels like to be on probation, guess what? Everyone on the earth knows what it feels like to be on probation because the whole, all humanity on earth is on probation right now under the descendants of Yaltabah, who are the materialist rulers. And I'll get to that. But, where, where, but you, what you're saying that uh, Yaldabaoth was defeated by Christ, you're, just, you're not pulling it out of your ass. You're getting this from the Nag Hammadi no, from the library. Gnostic, from the Gnostic scriptures. See, I, I've been studying Gnostic scriptures from way back, way back. I don't even study them anymore. I know them all by heart. Like, I know them all. I know what's up. I know what's going on. Now. I know. I'm a Gnostic. And so I'm not making things up. There's a lot of people who call themselves Gnostics now. Look, before when I met Miguel, I was like the only one with this book. You know, there wasn't hardly anybody else. It was just Miguel and this other guy called the Gnostic Warrior. Well, so I'm talking with these two guys. Well, I'd stick with Miguel because Miguel's more on the one. On the one. There's a group called the Gap Band. They sing a song for on the one being on the one. It's Gnostic. You know, uh, uh, that's some other stuff. Anyways, so Miguel's on the one. This other guy, when I started mentioning about, he started mentioning DNA. And I'm like, DNA, dude, that's material. We, this has nothing, Gnostic has everything to do with the light water soul and not the body or any material. The problem is the material because of this six, because of this material universe. This is the material universe of darkness, sound, death, and time. That's the opposite of the eternal realm, the pleroma. It's eternal, no time. It's light. Limitless light, not darkness. It's eternal life, not death. Things here die. There's no eternal life here. And, and uh, sound, actually also sound. Look, sound happens here because of material. But in the eternal realm, there's the sound of silence. In one of my videos, I show people the sound of silence. I'll show it to you right now. What I want everyone to do who's watching, say within your mind, not with your mouth. Don't make any sound with your mouth. In your mind, say, I can hear the sound of silence. Ready? Say it. Okay. You just heard the sound of silence within your mind. That's your inner ear and your inner voice. That's the sound of silence. And in the eternal round where there's no material, that's the sound we all hear all the time. I can make a whole symphony in my mind. I can go to sleep and a whole symphony's playing. I'm hearing the sound of silence. I can have a, a stereo system in my mind jamming away with the sound of silence, without the sound that of out audible. These are out audible ears to hear out audible sound. The inaudible ear, innerness, go in. Also the inner eye, we see from within. You close your eyes and the images you see in your mind's eye, that's seen with the inner eye. Not the out audible eyes that are material that see material. Duh, it's really simple and easy once you connect inside. But when you don't, you're, you're, in, you're with this matrix, this is the belief system, because to believe is to give power to deception. Deception can only exist if belief exists. So get rid of hold belief. On, hold on, Mark, but before we get to tangent, where in the Nag Hammadi library, maybe you can give us examples of uh, the archons being destroyed, and you say his descendants are the Nephilim, or they mated with humans, or they're, just, right or they're just borrowing, they're just I'll the jerks who rule us, borrowing. I'll get right to it right now. All right, okay, all right. thanks for getting me on topic because, see, knowledge is limitless. And when you connect within, 
It's like a spider web, and you start jumping from this to that to that. And so I need Miguel to straighten me out. <laughs> this book right here is by Bart D. Ehrman. It's called Lost Scriptures. Okay? In this book, you're going to find the, the Gnostic scriptures that you really, that are going to be accurate. Because he doesn't try to make things up. Like Marvin Meyer with his Gnostic Bible, he's changing everything. See, what this guy did, he left the brackets in. Let me find one with the brackets. Okay, right here. See this? See that little bracket right there? Right yeah. there? It's empty. The lacuna, yeah. Yeah. But Marvin Meyer put stuff in there. Right, yeah. and then the stuff, stuff that's put in these brackets, brackets that have something in it, he's letting you know that we put that in. Yeah. So being Gnostic, you can look at it and read it and say, oh, wait a minute. No, that shouldn't be that. That could be this. And you could find out more truth. So that's why you would rather have this book. And not everything in here is Gnostic. Like real Gnostic. In this book, I have them. Um, I have the ones that are Gnostic. The Coptic Gospel of Thomas. Yeah. The Gospel of Mary, the Gospel of Philip, the Gospel of Truth, the infancy, the infancy Gospel of Thomas, the Coptic, you know, and I put little stars on the ones that are Gnostic, because they're not all. And, uh, okay, so here, look, okay, in the Bible, see, when you, when, you, when you become Gnostic and learn this Gnostic truth, then you go to the Bible and everything's different now. You can see what's really the truth. And you can see, and instead of the bullshit that the priests were telling you what it said, it didn't say that. Religious people always say when you show them something, they go, oh, what that means is, no, it means what it says. That's what it means. Don't start making up stuff from it. That's what religion does, making up. That's the New Testament. The New Testament was taken from the Gnostic scriptures and altered, making them the believing scriptures in the New Testament because it's believe. But the Gnostic is knowing. Would you rather know from the knowing scriptures or believe from the believing scriptures? Because they altered them and changed them. Anyways, okay. So all you got to do is go to the Bible, chapter 6. And the sons of God came down and took the daughters of men. Took. That means raped. I don't think they came down with a flower and a ring and, <laughs> and romanced them. They, it says chose as many as they chose as wives for themselves. Then it says, and then born to them were the men of old, the men of renown. The Nephilim giants, which they're finding everywhere, all over the place. And then they're taking them to the Smithsonian Institute because they don't want you to know what I'm telling you. Those are the descent. Those are the grandchildren of Yaltabah. Yaltabah, the sons of God, were the angels who came down. They're flesh angels because how could they be spirit angels if they come down and rape our women, making the Nephilim giants, the grandchildren of God, who went around causing havoc and horror like crazy. They were so horrible that the devil himself, God, flooded the earth to get rid of his grandchildren. They were so horrible. But then he blames us for it. He says it's our fault. He made the woman like that. Our women, he made the body. This God did not make my soul. My soul is a light, light water soul that Christ made 15 billion years ago before this universe. We all lived in the eternal realm of the Pleroma. When this day marriage came to be, because Sophia, she messed up. She's the human wisdom. You know, wisdom can be foolish. Wisdom can be foolish. There's foolish wisdom that's written in the Gnostic scriptures too. 
she turned away, not knowing what would happen, not knowing what would happen. That's ignorance. She engendered ignorance, ignorance, the opposite of knowledge. This universe came forth out of ignorance. Then this Yaldabaoth would have the head of a lion, the body of a serpent, and notice that the Shaolin priests and the Chinese still worship God as a dragon. The Shaolin priests have a dragon on this arm and a tiger on this arm. They didn't put a lion because they see tigers over there. Lions are in Africa. Tigers are in China. So they put that. But that's Yaltabal's head and then Yaltabal's body. And notice this. This is a fact. Reptiles. How many eons do reptiles have? Okay. Miguel says aeon. How do you say it? Aeon. Aeons. There's no right or wrong. We eon. don't know. What, I don't know why. Don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know why I say eon, but maybe that's. I don't know. Somebody There's no wrong way to say it. Yeah, we know what it means anyway. Well, eons are powers, okay? Like a dog has three eons, three mo most powerful eons. Jealousy, greed, and loyalty. Jealousy, pet another dog. Watch your dog freak out. Try to take the bone away from him. Greed. Then, loyalty. Someone attacks you, your dog will fight to the death to protect you. Now, a cat has different eons nonchalantness, curiosity, independence, you know, they're all, these animals all have different eons. But reptiles, all reptiles, they only have two eons, survival and fear. That is it. Because they're just like stupid little robots. Survival and fear. They just exist for what reason? Because, look, bunnies are born. They play when they're little. Little dogs play, puppies, cats all these different eons that these that mammals have that's the head of yaltaba the thinking part the head the lion head the mammal but the body is the reptile so all reptiles they don't have no eon. you don't see snakes come out born from eggs and plane they just take off they're afraid to get eaten right away <laughs> all of them frogs alligators all reptiles so don't think that you could train an alligator or or a lizard to be a pet. They don't give a damn. They're just waiting to eat something and have sex and run away. That's <laughs> So see how this makes sense? It's a fact. Because being Gnostic, we got to prove things. We're not going to make, I don't want you to believe anything I say. So, okay. So the sons of God came down and took the daughters of men and were born to them, the Nephilim giants. And then it says, and they were here then and after too. Because remember, we got Hercules. We got... Uh, uh, Goliath, we got uh, uh, who else? There's uh, Achilles, Hector. There's a whole bunch of these Nephilim, and so they're gone now. But when they were here, those, those Nephilim, they were real, the giants. And so here's the thing: if you look at old paintings and pictures and stuff of, of like kings and queens, like Egyptians and old, real old ones, you see the kings are giant, and the humans are small. So the descendants of the gods were the kings of old. And it kept on going down the line all the way to the Renaissance. That's why the princess of France had to marry the prince of Spain or the prince. They had to marry within the bloodline to keep their bloodline going. Because there's a Gnostic scripture that goes like this. It says, those who are born of clay, when the pot breaks, they are no more. Those are the material souls, descendants of God. Okay. Those who are made of glass, when they break, they are made again, for they are made from a breath. The breath of life 
that God blew into Adam and he lost it. We have it now. That's from the Gospel of Philip, I believe so, or Gospel of Thomas. One of those two. Yeah, I think it's Gospel of Philip. Now right. it's like, I know it so well now, the stuff that I did, I just speak it. Yeah, right, right, I do that too. And so, anyways, so, yeah. So now, um, let me see, where was I? Okay, so now these kings and queens, right? They got to keep their bloodline going. Now, they're not smarter than us. They just have everybody ignorant with this belief system. For 2,000 years, if you did not believe, they burned you alive. Now everybody's just conditioned to believe. But they go to church still and they the Lord Jesus. I'm like, why are you believing and following this cult? Because religion's a cult. Look it up. Look it up. It's a cult. And all they want is your money. They want you to believe them. When if you look at the history of them, they were murderers and killers. They see a pretty woman, these Inquisition guys. She's a witch. But what does she do? Just like me. That, you know, he's, he's a witch. But what did he do? He didn't do anything. We're just saying he's a witch. Okay, we believe you. Arrest him. Okay, we believe you. Burn her alive. But they don't burn the pretty women alive. They take him into the dungeon. And guess what they're doing to her for a long time. And then they go burn her alive at the stake afterwards. After the, and everybody watches it. This is horrible, horror, humanistic crap from religion. And, I'm, and people are, Jesus, and all this stuff. Man, it's, they're, they're all, all, so many lost souls. So many people, they think they're going the right way. It's the same thing over and over. Every time I'm arguing with somebody on the internet who's religious, debating with them, they're telling me the same thing. I, says, I tell them, look, I've been hearing the same thing over and over. And it's been said for 2,000 years, nothing's changed. Everything's still screwed up. Now we're just slaves without chains on us. I go, come on. I go, something new has to happen. Well, the Gnostic scriptures, the truth. See, look, the true trinity, watch how this makes sense. The father is mind. The superconscious mind that has always existed, never had a beginning or end. That's why a circle represents him. No beginning or end. The first thing that comes from mind is thought. And the father is invisible because there was no one before him to see him. So then, thought came first from the mind. When thought first came, the first power of all the eons, of all the powers, is will. Because the father willed thought to come forth. So then thought came forth. That's the, sec that's the first, first thing to come forth. That's why he's zero, she's one, and Christ is life. Then thought. Because thought came forth, these two together brought forth life. Father, mother, child. Mind, thought, life. Duh. That's the real trinity right there of who we really are within us. This God thing, he came, you know, there's two beginnings in the Bible. There's John. In the beginning was the Word. Right. And the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. That word God it's supposed to say man, because that's the name of the Holy Spirit. I am the son of man. That's her name, and that's the first name ever given. The Father gave it to the Holy Spirit. Her name is man. We are the children of man. Man without hue. The human is a body walking upright. The man without the hue is us within the human body. We got to go in. If they hid the truth, what, up on a mountain in a cave? I've heard this before. We'd find it. If they, if they hid it under the deepest ocean in the cave, we'd find it. But if they had it within us, 
Ain't nobody going to look there. <laughs> anybody going to look inside. So, like, see, so these queens and kings, they had to keep the bloodline together. And they kept it going. But then they started losing their power because who ruled before Christ came was the gods and the kings. They ruled. Now, there's a show called The Ancient Alien Theorists. They say, they say that the gods were the ancient aliens. They're right, but they're saying it backwards. The ancient aliens were the gods. That's the real fact. They were real. These gods were archons. What does God mean? It means archon ruler. They don't exist anymore. People are making up such baloney because of this Gnostic thing that they think they're, they know the Gnostic. They're changing and making up their own stuff. They're entities. These archons. No. Archon means ruler. Anarchy against rule. A god was an archon ruler. There are no more gods. And this word God is horrible because everyone says it. When they say God, they're saying devil. Mm. Christ is the good guy. God was the bad guy. The devil's not going to come to you and say, I'm the devil and I'm evil and I'm going to mess you up and you better do what I say. No, he's going to lie to you because he's a liar. He's not going to tell the truth. He's the opposite. He's going to say, I'm God. God? Okay, watch this. This is why the word God is so messed up and got everybody screwed up. In the eternal round of Pleroma, there's no rule there. There's nobody greater than someone else. We're all equal. It's great. It's, it's only positive power. All Christ, crystal, all positive. That's why the positive, it means Christ, okay? Crystals are all positive. All Christ, Christ all. That's why I say the moon's a giant crystal. That'll be another thing we might do. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so, so in the Pleroma, there's no rule. Over here, there's rule. We would never say the word God in the Pleroma or Archon or any of that. That started here. The first Archon was God. I have it right here. First Archon, Demerge, God. They're the same. Then he made 11 other gods. So there were 12 gods. In all the cultures you go look at, they always had 12 gods. And whoever the head god of that little culture was, Quetzalcoatl, uh, Ra, uh, uh, Jupiter, whoever the head God was of those cultures, that's Yaltaba, that's Jehovah, the same one. And so, let's see where I'm at, where I'm at, because this mind thing. Uh, yeah, so, so this word God, he created. I could just imagine, look back to when it happened. The damage comes forth from, from Sophia, like the Big Bang, you know, and that's why I also say that the galaxy is the universe. The ancients used to say the universe is like a giant pancake swirling in. That's a galaxy. I say there's only one galaxy, and that's the universe. And I argued with scientists, and I chumped them out because they say there's 96 billion galaxies in the universe. I go, the Hubble telescope can't even see out of our galaxy. How the heck are you saying there's other galaxies out there? And then they, they argue. Anyway. I'm going into something else again. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, uh, we probably should take some audience questions because the chat room is bustling. Yeah. Uh, Vince, do you have a question or anything for the chat room? So make sure we're all getting with, uh, what Mark is telling us. And yes, for those who have just joined, Mark Cordova is here talking about the Demiurge and his archons. Yeah, we got uh, Oswald Spengler had a question, a uh, very short one. 
Uh, Mark, have you are you familiar with Ivan Illich? No. Okay. Well, that was a short. <laughs> I only, sure. I only, I only uh, listen to any humans. I only get things from Christ knowledge, from the Gnostic scriptures and Christ knowledge. I don't listen to any humans unless they're talking from the Christ knowledge anymore, ever. No human history, none of that. I could care less. All I do yeah, the now, humans, they are unreliable, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, converted soul wanted to ask you, is Gnosis something received or achieved? Good question. Good question. I would say both. Because you receive the knowledge by going in, and you achieve it by going in. You just go in. You got to learn how to go in. There's a division, and it's called, it's called the deficiency. And it's a division that blocks our mind. Our, our outer mind is only 10%. Our inner mind is the father mind. They call it subconscious. They, they always mess, use words to mess us up. Sub means under. It's over. It's not under. We overstand when we go in. We don't understand anymore. We overstand when we go in. It's inner mind. That's the father mind, 90%. It's perfect. Edgar Casey connected to it. And when he went to sleep, he let it speak. And it said everything exact. Edgar Casey was a real prophet. Nostradamus was nothing compared to Edgar Casey. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's an achievement to be able to receive too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to listen to it. Great question. Oh, I like okay. these tricky ones. Yeah, um, I had one too. Um, do you think there's a connection between aeons and archetypes? Archetype. What is archetype? Oh well, it, archetype. It's from Carl Jung and you know other other places in psychology. An archetype is kind of like a a principle of uh, you know a basic principle of the well, universe. No, it has nothing. See, aeons are just powers. They're feelings. They're energies set in motion. Emotions. They're just powers and feelings. So and they exist. You can't see them. You can't but you can feel them. They exist. Like sorrow is a power. You can't see it. Well, you can if somebody's crying, but it's a power. And like love is a power. The opposite of love is hate. The opposite of sorrow is joy. So all the living aeons are in the nine. All the dead aeons are in the six. Six represent material. Even scientists show and prove that it's not science anymore. It's knowledge because science is theories, belief, bullshit. Anyway, so Six is, represents material. Everything material breaks down to six. And nine, that's perfect. That's a perfect power. It's the same as zero. Nine and zero have the same power. But because of this yin-yang, the negative six and the positive nine. So, yeah, eons are just powers. Like, if you're setting energies in motion that are negative, you're going to have, you're gonna, they invite, they're, they're relative. Like, jealousy, it's relative to anger to wrath, to, to, you know, somebody's jealous of you, then all of a sudden they want to do something to you, then they're mad, and all this different, all those powers are relative, so they bring them, so you want to get rid of them. Be fearless, see? And so, there's no, there's no fearlessness in the eternal realm. There's only fear here, so there is no opposite to fear. There's just fearless, see? Some powers don't have opposites. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. And so, like, they're just powers. Like, like, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Left means negative powers. Right means positive powers. So don't let the left hand people who are negative know what you're doing right hand. Because they'll, as soon as you tell them something cool, what you're about to do, they get in motion, energy is in motion, negative against you. They will image against you. So only tell cool people who like 
want to see you happy and, and what's going on so they can image and give you power to make it happen. Makes sense. Yeah, that's um, all the questions that I've been able to catch from the chat room. All right. All right. Wonderful. Again, we've got Mark Cordova here. If you have any other questions, type them out. Uh, Vance will get to them. Hope everybody's enjoying there in the chat room. And Mark, uh, what was the reason in your view for Yaldabaoth to enslave us? Is it, uh, I mean, there's so many it's theories happened. since you've been, you know, like David Icke, that they feed off of our energy. Yeah, and it's a bunch of that's <laughs> so, so, okay, so why did they make us slaves? Just to... here's, what, here's what happened. Here's what happened. And it's in the Gnostic scriptures because Christ is speaking. Christ speaks the truth. Not Jesus. I don't ever say Jesus. They called Christ Jesus when he was here. But he existed before the universe, and we lived with him in the Pleroma. When this, when this day merge came forth, light went trapped with it. That light is us. So now, the 120 seat of set are here in this age to, to free us all. And Miguel, me, my friend here, the producer, we're probably one of those 120 because we're the ones trying to figure it out. And we're the only ones who can know. Everyone else from Aleleth, they can't know. Oh my God, if it's Vance and I, we're doomed. <laughs> no, no, we, got, we, we can know. So see, so like, so okay, millions of years ago, before there was any humans, God was bragging to the other gods. I am the one and only God. And I am in need of nothing. I am a jealous God and thou shalt have no other gods before me. Right? And then the Holy Spirit shined above him like a five-pointed star. That's why we're made in her shape, the shape of man, the five-pointed star. And of course, religion tried to make that out to be the devil. But a crucifix is the symbol of a devil. Not a cross. This is a cross. A crucifix is not a cross. But they say cross. See how they mess with everybody. Okay. So she shined above him and said, there is one before you. This one is man and the son of man. You can read that in the Gnostic scriptures. And so when they seen that, that's where they got the word man. Oh, let's make, let's us make a man in our image. And they called her God. And they says, we make an image of God in our image. Because they're saying, they're, they're saying like, that's the real God. But we're just like demigods. But she's not a God. She's man. Man is greater than God. Duh. Okay. So then they made the human. But they made humans. It took a long time. She's smart. She did this millions of years ago. They started off with Australopithecus. They chose a monkey because it had five arms. And, you know, that kind of looked at five pointer star. So they made it walk upright, the human. And, and they wanted, they didn't, first they really didn't want to make a slave. They just wanted to make a man. And like, we made a man too. We made a man like that. Right. Then it changed overnight. Because they, they're materialists. They changed the DNA and made them the next, the next caveman. Then the next one. And it, got, it was getting smarter and smarter, putting more eons in it. They didn't want to have too many eons in it because they didn't want it too smart. But then they couldn't make one good enough. So on another planet called Paradise, because if you read in the Bible, you'll see that they made humans before they made Adam and Eve. On another planet called Paradise, they made Adam and Eve. But they were tricked. So when this, all the, all the gods and all the angels together, you can read it in the Gnostic scriptures, in uh, the secret book of John, the long version, they'll tell you which angel made the nervous system, which angel made the brain, which angel made the skin. They made this human, this animal body, because they were animals. God was an animal. 
He was a lion uh, dragon, lion-headed dragon. Anyways, so they made Adam. But see, they were being tricked by the Holy Spirit because she knows what time for us to come out. Because we got to come out in this age right here, this fifth age. It started December 21st, 2012. So that, that's the awakening. We couldn't do it before that. Because Christ came 2,000 years ago. Why didn't he just, he came to get rid of God. God, Yaltabath is the one who was crucified on the crucifix, not Jesus. Christ got rid of him. Okay, I'll get to that. But uh, let me get back to, where was I, Miguel? Why did they enslave us? Okay, yes. Why okay. are they trap us okay. into this damn world? Here's what happened. The Holy Spirit tricked him. So they made Adam. All the eons are in Adam. Holy, wait, hold on, hold on. I know you use the Holy Spirit, but there's a different context. Who you Holy Spirit, Sophia? Sophia's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can't make a mistake. She's perfect. She. Sophia, so, yeah, she, the mother of life. Mm -hmm. Sophia is the eon wisdom. She's the least of the 12 powers. Okay, look, you got the power truth. You got the power grace. You got the power uh, 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 form. Then you got the power perception, then conception, then memory. Then you got idea. Then you got idea. Then you got, uh, uh, oh, then you got idea. Man, I know this well. Uh, okay, idea. Love, idea, and what's the, the other power? Well, then the, the other three powers with Alalith are peace, perfection, and wisdom, the last one of the 12 powers that we were made about. Those are the powers that Christ made Adam in the Pleroma with and made Eve in the Pleroma with those 12 powers. Those are the only powers we need. We get rid of all these dead powers and we have those, we become a Christ here. So Sophia was the Eon Wisdom. She was just like one of us. She wasn't, she's not the Holy Spirit. And I see a whole bunch of people thinking that Sophia is the Holy Spirit. No. Sophia's it's a very common Spirit. belief, yeah. Because then how could Christ be the son of Sophia? I am the son of man. That's man's the name of the Holy Spirit. Well, the Gospel of Philip says that, yeah, the Holy, it was not possible. Right. The Holy Spirit was feminine, couldn't have uh, gotten Mary pregnant. Right, that's right, exactly. And so, yeah, let's get, Sophia is not the Holy Spirit, okay? Sophia, you know who Sophia was? Mary Magdalene, mm -hmm. Sophia. She had to come down and, she had to come down and rectify her deficiency. But Mary Magdalene wouldn't know who she was because she'd be born into ignorance. So Christ came to show her who she was. So who's at the crucifixion? Mary. Mary and Magdalene. the seven demons, he had to take the seven demons out of her. Mary Magdalene, Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus, and the apostle whom Jesus loved. But John wasn't there. They're trying to say John was the apostle Jesus loved. They weren't gay. Jesus wasn't gay. It was Mary Magdalene who's the apostle that, that Jesus loved. She was there. So she's the one who Jesus, Jesus loved, and she's Mary Magdalene. The two mothers are there, the mother of Jesus and the mother of Yaltabah. Because the body, the Lamb of God, is what Christ brought to get rid of the devil, to get rid of God. So, see, Christ is going like this. He's right there where the, where the, where the, where the Romans are, where the Pharisees are. He's right there. Nobody can get him. He can walk the walls. He can disappear. Nobody knows what he looked like. You just couldn't get him. Nothing. He's the Christ. And so then he says, this is my body, which will be given up for you. This is my blood, which will be given up for you. Not me, but my body and my blood, because I'm bringing the Lamb of God, which is this body that I brought forth 
from this womb, this flesh womb, is to get rid of God, the devil. So then he goes to the Mount of Olives, and then right there, he transfigures, and he goes to, goes to Hades to free the 120 so they could be born in this age. While he's doing that, he put Yaltabah's soul into, into Jesus. There's two Jesuses. If you read the Gospel of Thomas, it says, these are the secret sayings of the living Jesus, which Didymus Thomas wrote down. Why does it say living? Living Jesus, because there was a dead Jesus. God was the dead Jesus. So now he transfigures, and God's inside in the Lamb of God, and he's on his knees. Now he's admitting that there's a Father greater than him. Yeah, hold on, yeah, Mark. It's interesting. In the testimony truth, it says Christ came down and kicked out the other soul from the body of Jesus. So maybe that's what he was saying, too. Huh? Yeah, when, uh, when Christ came down in the Nag Hammadi Lari's testimony of truth, when Christ came down, there was a soul in the body of Jesus, and he cast him out and cast him in hell. Interesting, but anyway, but you still haven't answered the question. So why are we why are we enslaved? Okay, because well, I was going to answer it, but then we went to something. Okay, uh, <laughs> just give us like, a, yeah, why am I a slave? <laughs> okay. Oh, so then Adam would not move. All the gods and all the angels made this Adam, because Adam means father, by the way, and so he wouldn't move. But now all the eons are in, in Adam. And he wouldn't move. But see, God still had the breath of life in him. So then a, a spirit angel, one of our angels, came down disguised as a flesh angel and told God, breathe in, because God's arrogant, breathe into his nostrils something of your breath, and then he will rise, for you are the Almighty. And he's all arrogant. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm God, yeah. So he breathed into Adam. Adam rose and was luminous. And that's where these turkeys get the word Luminati from. He was luminous, and he was smarter and more, more alert and aware than all the gods put together because they had the, the eons divided within them. That's why this zodiac, this person's like this, this person's like that. It's the different eons of the gods, and they were born in those different months of the certain gods, the eons. And so they didn't have all the eons, but Adam did. So they were pissed off. So they said, how are we going to get the breath of life back out of him? Well. From his rib, we'll take DNA from his rib and we'll make a, a female. See, he got tricked by the Holy Spirit. So they made the female, taking the DNA out of the rib bone, and made Eve. But they couldn't get the breath of life. They still couldn't. It was a trick so that those two, Adam and Eve, could be here so we could get out of here sooner. We think we've been here a long time. We've only been here 120,000 years. Okay? The Cro-Magnon man, Adam and Eve, sent here from, from paradise. I shall send them to the farthest part of Tartarus. Tartarus is the universe. And, and if you look at it, you see where we're at in the galaxy. We're at the edge. The black hole's over here. That's the way home to the Pleromas, through the black hole. And we were going to go there thousands of years ago until God came and split our brain, and we couldn't go. That division kept us, keeps us killing each other ever since then until now. So then, so Adam rose and was luminous. Then they made Eve. Now here it is. Eve, she, she became Gnostic because God made two trees. They wanted to have us as slaves. He's, he's, lying, to, he's lying to Adam and Eve. Do not, you can eat from any of this food, this, this, food, this fruit and all this good food here in paradise. But do not eat from the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. Why is it right there so easy for them to go get it? If you eat from the tree of life, you're going to live forever. But Eve was smarter than God. She's thinking, why does he want me to, I could just go eat it and live forever. Because it was the tree of death. He wanted them to go eat from the tree of death because he's, he's a liar. 
So then Christ came as an eagle and told Eve, eat from the tree of knowledge. See, she eats from the tree of knowledge. Now she knows she's Gnostic. God's pissed off because she don't believe him because now she knows. He wants you to believe just like religion wants you to believe. Science wants you to believe. The matrix belief system. So then, so Adam ate from the tree, from, also ate from the tree of knowledge. So they both knew. And there's a song by uh, the Gap Band who do Gnostic stuff in their music. There's the Gap Band called, from Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. They got the song, You Dropped a Bomb on Me. Yeah, it's great song. I used to love them. Yeah, it's, a girl who, it's about a girl who dumped a guy. But then why in the third verse does he go, just like Adam and Eve sent to set me free, you dropped a bomb on me, baby. That's Gnostic. Why does, well, that don't have nothing to do with the song. And I seen that, and then I see he's got five pointed stars in their album. Gap, Gnosis, Adamus, Pentod. P means five, Pentod. G-A-P, Gap Man, Gnosis, Adamus, Pentod. It's everywhere. The symbolism is everywhere. Wow, wow, wow. Well, okay, so, yeah, so the... So now we're trapped because of the light essence of Sophia, but we would just probably need to get some audience yeah. questions or see what Vance has to say. Vance, uh, any questions about the Gap Band or Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, they wanted to know where Mark was from, and you answered them. It's from the from the yeah, magical land of Las Vegas. Yeah. That's where I live now. I was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, another thing uh, people were wondering about is what you think about all the different um, groups of Gnostics back in the ancient times, like, you know, the Manichaeans and the... Cathars uh, uh, and Bogomils. Cathars, Bogomils, Scythians. They're all great. See, look, here's how I can prove that, that the first Christians were Gnostic Christians. I can prove it. Watch me prove it. Okay. All the apostles were Gnostics, Christians. And, they, and the Gnostic scriptures were the first scriptures of the words of Christ. These liars try to say that they came later or this. No. The believing scriptures happened 300 years at the Council of Nicaea by order of King Constantine. That's a fact. Now, I'm going to show you how I can prove that the, the, the apostles were the first Gnostic Christians and the first Christians were Gnostics. It's because the Cathar. Now, what? They idiots, they say stuff because they want to brainwash people. The Cathar sprung up in the 15th century, something like that. You can't spring up. A Gnostic can't spring up. You got to learn the Gnostic from Christ. So what? The Cathar were there always because Mary Magdalene went to Egypt. Where were the Nag Hammadi scriptures found? In Egypt. Yep. Then, then she took a slave girl, like a servant girl, a little black girl with her. And went to France. People are trying to say that was her daughter. Then her and Jesus were married. And all that's a bunch of crap. And so, so now she goes to France and teaches the people who become the Cathar. They're called the Cathar because they do catharsis. They purge. They burn the darkness with the light. They burn the left from the right. The left and the right. You take the left to the right and burn it. You burn the six by the nine. You, you burn up hate with love. You destroy death with life. That's how you become free from, from their, and fear, be fearless so you could do this. So that's how I can prove that the Cathar were Gnostics. How could they be spring up? That's how I can prove that the first Christians were the Gnostic Christians, because that's a fact. Mary Magdalene went to France and taught So all of the Gnostics are great. The Valentinians, you heard about the Valentinians, right? They were like, like hippies. 
they, they had a bunch of sex together and stuff. They had free love and the that like there's a song by uh, Blue Oyster Cult. The second verse, Valentine is done here, but now they're gone. Then it goes, Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity, in eternity, not for eternity. See, in eternity, forty thousand men and women every day, another forty thousand coming every day. Redefine happiness, another forty thousand coming every day. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. The reaper's God. So those 40,000 40, three times is 120. The 120, see the set? The Valentinians, that's where you get Valentine's Day. Because they're talking about the consort. What they mean is everyone has a consort. I have a consort. She could be a two-year-old baby in China. She could be an old lady, 80 years old. We all have a consort. That's why relationships never work out. Marriages and all that never work out. Because you're... Betraying your consort. <laughs> See? So that's why the Valentinians had free sex. There's no commitment. So nobody was fighting. There was no disputation. No arguments. No, no. You're my husband. You're my wife. I saw you looking at that girl. I saw you. My last relationship was like that. The girl was so insecure. In Vegas, they got sex everywhere. I'm driving like this. I keep my head straight. There's a sign of a girl with a bikini on. I saw you looking at that sign. I mean, she was so insecure. I had to break up with her boy. Anyways, well, what if yeah. you find your soulmate? Everything's good, or you're not supposed to find her on this earth? Well, no, just see, that's why I'm not going to be married. I'll just date, and maybe I'll be cool with somebody, and we'll be cool together, this and that. But I'm not going to go through all this stuff that the, that the materialist rulers have set up, like marriage and all that crap, to start bring more just, you know, horror, chaos. There it is, chaos and stuff. I'm going to keep it. Simple. I can, I'm happy. People ask me, are you married? Do you have kids? And I say, no, I'm happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a concert. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a concert. Supposedly, the Gnostic scriptures, that the 120 are going to find their consorts here. And then we're going to stop all this crap. Because there's a scripture that says, I shall spread them out. 60 per measure, 120 per measure. That's easy to figure out. 60 is half of 120. 260s, fem, male. And they're female, not women. And there you have it, my beloved true seekers. The first part of our discussion with Mark Cordova. We'll continue with the intensity, which will include Mark's origin story of when he first experienced Gnosis and plenty on the Bible and the Nag Hammadi Library including the audio version, this is a cool listen if you leverage the private RSS feed from AB Prime or Patreon that works in the podcast provider of your choice. So please become a member of Patreon and support this Red Pill Cafeteria. Go to thegodabovegod.com for means to assist and get the infernal rewards. Or just contact me. I can't do it without you. And if you've got holes in your pockets due to the monkey shines of Archons, just message me and I'll give you any show on the casa. I know these are Archontic times, and the alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics is more important than ever. Might be the only way to counteract the boot Yaldibaldi as place on the collective consciousness of humanity. Thanks for being here. 
Thanks for being yourself, your true self. Hello and goodbye, as always. <laughs>